The only directions we have are anytime EC3 tries to talk, cut them off. Mm. That was a big joke from the old man. Ha 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 Good one. What's up, everybody? This is the Wrestling Outlaws with Ladies and Gentlemen. Look, he, he's got... You've you've got a, a, a fitness guru in the middle. You've got a certified personal oh. trainer uh, too on, on the other side, and then you have Vince Russo with the biggest guns in the land. <laughs> Get a free bowl of tattoos. <laughs> yes, indeed. The wrestling outlaws, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, AKA the the Phallus Files episode four. Man, that's that's became a running gimmick. Uh, and, and people are, are, are making it a thing. So uh, look, if if, 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 if the things, there you go, man. It's, it's, cam. It's, I'll tell you what. Yeah, all right. If it's if it's becoming a thing with the wrestling outlaw crowd, whoever makes me the best design, I will make it a T-shirt. So oh, very nice. T-shirt. Very nice. Sell it out. We'll sell it out. We'll sell twenty-two of them. Did you hear cool. that, ladies and gentlemen? Mm-hmm. If you if you make EC three the best phallus files. It's spelled phallus right. It's a PH. It's not an F. It's a PH. Uh, spell it right. Send him uh, a how how do you send it? IG or EC three at freeec3.com or hit me on one of the social media bullshit stuff. Sorry. The podcast I'm used to. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, you make the best design. Two bucks a shirt for everyone we sell. Holy sh I'm gonna get on that. Two bucks a shirt? Two bucks a shirt. Holy God! Wow! I'm gonna. I'm seriously gonna get on that, bro. I got skin in the game. All right. Very nice, ladies and gentlemen. Would you, you heard be it open here. to a shirt of of the PP phone? Just the shirt with the phone, and it says PP phone. Would you be open to that? Like, I mean, I don't want to stretch the joke too thin. You know, I don't want to come sure. off with a weak stream of laughter. You know what I mean? I don't want to get shrinkage in front of uh, our. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's shoot from the hip, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yes, indeed, a, blif- a bit of flirtation was teased between Alexa Bliss and EC3 on Raw. Was there an end game to this storyline? EC, no, <laughs> like what an end game to a storyline that was written the day of and probably disregarded immediately after there was no end game you you would expect end game to mean that there's foresight creative interest long-term planning an idea a freaking idea no the thing with alexa bliss on raw yeah the only directions we have are anytime ec3 tries to talk cut them off mm. that was a big joke from the old man ha <laughs> good one it, it, it absolutely sounds like a joke. Absolutely. When he sure. says that, no, there's no doubt in my mind. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. I was kicking talk. Don't let him talk. You know what? Yeah. Well, good things happen to good people, Vince, and enjoy your retirement. You. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so who came up with the idea of just you and, and Alexa Bliss, and why was it just like, Let's just throw it on the wall and see if it sticks type of deal. Like how how can someone actually have that type of mindset and expect an episodic television show to really work? Why does WWE still have that in mind now? It didn't seem like that was ever a thing back in the day. 
it was very planned out and, and at least you had a uh you, you built a character like for instance vince you knew that austin was working you knew that rock was working so you basically you still had like week to week but you but there, there was still an end game you knew you knew that it was austin mcmahon the 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 nuance of it basically changed week to week but you still knew that austin mcmahon was the the, the money basically. well he, here's what we knew chris he, here's what you're saying and i think this is a difference this is uh you know the difference of what ec3 had to deal with here's what we what 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 what, what the difference was there what we had progression every week yeah it didn't have to be great, but but there had to be progression. Mm-hmm. This happened this week. Okay, something's got to happen this week. Episodic television. Yeah, now something's got to happen. So, like, something was... Now, we may not have known exactly where the end game was going to be, but it, but as your as something is... As it's progressing week by week, Chris, you know what's going to happen? It's gonna write itself. Yeah, it's that's that's what happens. It writes itself. What happened with EC3 and what we're seeing a lot of is there's no progression, so it's not going anywhere. So uh, 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 eventually, it just freaking dies on the vine. You know, and like it all, it all starts at the top with that one. And this was like cutting edge. This is when I realized the Vince I met when I was Derek Bateman briefly who I talked to, the Vince, you know, I'd hear guys like Cena and Taker talk about what a leader and run through a wall from, the, like, the Vince even, Vince dealt with on a daily basis. It was not that Vince. It was a feeble old man. It was a just a, a pathetic character of lost power and lost ability and hang him up, you old bastard. God, this sucks. But two... With uh, Alexa, myself, and the Moxley thing, our I think I stated this a couple weeks ago, our call-up had n- no planning. Our call-up was a completely rash decision because a couple bad numbers came in, and they thought, well, let's just, we, new talent, initiative, or some dumb buzzword that doesn't mean anything if you bring people up for no reason, and there's no plans, and there's no foresight, and no progression. So there was it was, it was trash. It was... I remember being called up, okay? I'm on my sick penthouse in Orlando, downtown Orlando. I get the call. I'm on this porch by the pool, 25th floor. I don't know if you know this about my place in Orlando, but it was kind of a fun spot. So I'm looking at the arena. because Well, we know. (laughs) We know it was a fun spot. (laughs) A lot of parties. A lot of babes. I'm looking at the arena, the Amway. I'm hearing about it. I'm getting called up. And this is something I waited, what, my whole life for? This is an accomplishment. And earlier this week when I was on Vince's podcast talking about moments that meant something to me, I was busting up, like holding back pure emotion. Because every time I tell that story, I I can't hold it in because it means so much to me. But this story, waited my whole life to get called up be a part of the WWE gonna be debuting on Monday Night Raw I'm looking at the building I'm on my phone and I feel nothing like just nothing no no happiness not anger like complete just nothing whatsoever and I'm like this does not feel right there should be something inside me congratulating me or like way to go or like this is the time you've waited your whole life for this feel nothing 
And that's because I knew the call-up had no foresight, no interest. It was completely rash. And, you know, I don't think a lot of talents would know this, but, like, they would just accept it. Yay, I did it. No, I knew it was dog shit from the start, so... Mm. Was Alexa in this? Like, like, what was her take on all of this? We got, I mean, we got a piece, we walk into the building and we got a piece of paper and, you know, she's a sweetheart. She's a lovely human being. She's like, hey, we're going to do this thing today. I'm like, cool, you know. But, like, it wasn't some sort of long-term planning where we're like... If there's one Adam Cole, I'm okay. We, we got the Davy Goliath thing. I'm, I'm okay. But the problem is when you've got 10 guys, you know, Ali, well, you know, Johnny Gargano, when you've got 10 guys that look like this, now we got an issue. Let's let's uh, talk about working with Adam Cole, baby, uh, EC3. So, what was the experience working uh, with Adam Cole? And after that, uh, uh, EC3, I would just like Vince's take on Adam Cole as a whole. I, I'm interested in that too. So, EC3, what was it working uh, working with with Adam Cole? And when did he ever? Was there any? I know that he came to the Royal Rumble, but was there any talks as far as like him? not being on the main roster because of his physique. There were some rumors of him coming up as a manager and stuff like that. What were your thoughts? Well, I, I don't think anything of manager ever reached us in the locker room and who knows what the scuttlebutt on the internet saying about the perception because everyone has this perception. Vince loved this certain thing, uh, but you know, he's very high on Triple H's list and he's very high for a reason. Adam Cole is one of the, like, I could say absolutely nothing negative about him as a human being. He's one of the nicest dudes. He's a great talent in the ring. And like, obviously the look and the aesthetic of a tough pro wrestler escapes him, but I think he's able to pull it off because he works so hard. He's so unique. He's so different in that sense. I have nothing but sterling reviews for Adam Cole, baby. I think he puts his heart on his sleeve. He's very passionate. He, he does think on his own, in his own way, but he also knows how to give people what they want to see so they can keep, you know, building him up. And he has that, you know, great following. Nothing bad to say. I would only say that he falls into the trap of people go, oh, he's such a great heel. I love him as a heel. Oh. Then he's not doing his job. You no, know, there's no, there's no, I think, a vicious, sadistic of being able to make people legitimately dislike you. Right. It's hard to get everybody to because if you even go that far, people are like, dude, I really think he's a great heel. Look what he's doing. He's literally making people mad. But he's a safe, it, he's a very talented and safe antagonist who's really a protagonist in my mind. The dude's a babyface. He's a babyface in real life. So, Vince, your thoughts? Bro, I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. I've never seen Adam Cole do anything. I, I mean, I haven't. I don't, I don't watch SmackDown. I don't watch NXT. I know who he is. But again, speaking as a casual wrestling fan slash television viewer, to me, he falls in the Johnny Gargano category. That's not. That's not. When I look at him, 
that is not a believable person to me that's going to be able to beat up a a, a roster twice his size. That, yeah. That's that's my instinct. I don't know the guy from – hey, listen, if my buddy EC3 says he's a hell of a guy, I'm oh. sure he's a hell of a guy. This has nothing to do with that. I'm just talking about a casual viewer watching a wrestling show. My first instinct is going to be, who is this guy going to be? To Vince's point, too, you know who's a hell of a guy? Who's that? My neighbor, Kurt the Realtor. Hell of a guy. Looks just like Adam Cole. Yeah. Great guy. I can rip Kurt's throat right out, like just rip it out. See, Adam see Cole, I love it. If Adam, if we ever had to like, if it was last man on earth and only one of us is getting that, I was gonna say rock of cocaine to make a joke. If we were the last men on earth and only one of us is getting that last piece of meat to eat, yeah, I would. You can't say a piece of meat either, because that makes you out. I would destroy him. I would rip him to shreds. I would beat him to death with his own legs. I would rip his arms off and I'd clap his ears. Like he wouldn't stand a chance against me. Same thing with those guys. But for a professional wrestler who's simulating combat to people that obviously know the combat is simulated, the dude does not blow up. He's got extended cardio and he works really hard and he's very creative in his matches to appease that one demographic that wouldn't necessarily be the casual fan. So, yeah, but I mean, Chris, it's, you and I talk about this all the time. Bro, Here, here's the problem. If there's one Adam Cole, I'm okay. We, we got the Davy Goliath thing. I'm, I'm okay. But the problem is when you've got 10 guys, you know, Ali, well, you know, Johnny Gargano. When you've got 10 guys that look like this, now we got an issue. If it's just him, we can get it over. Yeah, I you know I appreciate you EC3 for for uh, you know singing his praises because you know him personally. I don't know him personally, so I'm just only saying it from a fan's perspective. Adam Cole does not do it for me at all. I, only because I think I, I despise Adam Cole as a heel. Now, if he was a babyface doing his shtick, I'm, I'll be for it because I think the whole Adam Cole baby, I think the boom. All those he's he's charismatic, and so I appreciate that the boom and the Adam Cole baby and all that. I'm cool with it. The problem is when you come out and you do those entrances, that takes a, the heat away from the baby face, and then the baby face is getting split cheers or getting less cheered than the person who's supposed to be the heel. I despise that as a traditional wrestling fan because at the end of the day, you're supposed to. Fill your role, and if I'm, I'm if I'm opposite someone on the other side of the ring, and I'm taking the heat away from them being cheered, I'm not doing my job correctly. And I don't I, like it. I don't like when Adam Cole does that. I I, I despise it. I think he's not you know, a heel man. A hundred percent, do I agree with that? That's why I strictly stated the dude's a babyface. Mm-hmm. He was hanging out with you guys right now. You'd be like, man, that that guy, that guy rocks. He's. So I mean, good. he has his own Twitch. I mean, people like people like Adam Cole. I mean, like he's 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 a popular guy. He, he did do this one match, and you know he's hot in his NXT run as a quote heel, and I'm you know jacked up you know five moves of doom babyface in a smart mark town, and we just we. We didn't have him at first, but we were able to get them because he was able to play along with what I was able to do, and I was able to play along with what he did. And we actually turned, you know, a, what would be a very pro Adam Cole crowd 
against him. So kudos to him on that. But the dude is a babyface. You're 100% right. Like, if you look at this, like, UFC, yeah, you can have your kind of, like, if it's weight class based and, like, the guy, as Vince is mentioning, it makes sense because it's believable these guys would compete against these guys. But if they are, if Ali is stepping in the ring with Lashley, like, there's any realism whatsoever unless we can tell a great, great, great story. Ten times out of ten, Lashley's mowing them out. But I think someone like Ali or anyone of that size who's disproportionately sized to like a Lashley or someone like that, I think the angle that they have is cockiness. I'm arrogant. I'm cocky. You know, you might be bigger than me, but, you know, I, I can still beat you up. You know what I mean? Like, you get to the point where you're so arrogant that you're just blinded, you know, to reality. I can appreciate that in a heel, like someone like a, a Brian Kendrick, you know, back in the day, you know, when he was in WWE, you know, he used to come with Ezekiel Jackson. He was so arrogant that he, you know, he was a smaller stature guy, but he would come out, you know, man with the plan and his jackets and stuff like that. Super arrogant, super cocky. And I appreciate that type of heel because it's like, you know, first of all, I got my ace in the hole behind me. You know, I got a, I got I got my heavy behind me, so I don't care. And I, I can still beat you up because I got my guy. That was the whole Sean and Diesel dynamic. You know, yeah. Sean was a Sean was a heel and he could say whatever he wanted to. And he would literally jump over Diesel, you know, and, and, and pester people because he had a heavy behind him. That was the guy who can beat people up for him. I appreciate people like that. But Sean, without Diesel in, in that time, wouldn't have it wouldn't have made sense to me because you know you had people that could beat him up, and yeah. right now you're having Sean without Diesel a lot when it comes to these people like an Adam Cole, and to me it's not just not it's just not believable. It's not believable to me, man. I, I do think from a professional because everything I do is based on my time and experience with them in a ring, so utmost talented, super professional. At the same time, as a true pro. So Rip Rogers would say this to us back in the OVW days, and this will have a cuss in it, but it's, if you're going to be a heel, be a f***ing heel. And it's it's not, there is it their fault they don't do that, or is it the fault of our offices and our coaches and our trainers who became complacent and have just given up and want to collect checks and don't want to rock the boat to instill that on guys when they come into the system that is supposed to be the top system in the entire world of sports and entertainment and pro wrestling. So I have a I have harsh criticisms and that starts with who's at the top now. Like they l- allowed a lot of this to happen. So if they don't see the value in what you're preaching and what we what's worked forever, I, I don't know why, because they know that's what works. But. Yeah, I heard Tony Khan did I heard Tony Khan didn't want Jericho to change his his music, uh, Judas, when he when he just recently, you know, started his hill run because he enjoys the, the fans singing. <laughs> and I'm like, Why you what a lark, man. Why you take it away? Yeah, that's what you take it away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I heard a, I heard a Jericho wanted to take it away. And tell yeah, what's away. more ineffective, pro wrestling management or government? What yeah, a- it's, that's horrible, man. And I'm like, that's the perfect opportunity for him to heal it up and get more heat if Judas starts coming on and then you hear some type of scratch and then it goes off. That's heat. That that's yeah. heat, man. And, and so, man, yeah. I, I gotta tell you, Chris, like, you know, when 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 I was writing and stuff, man, and the the 
the the fans started turning them, you turn them. You you go right you with turn, it. You you don't you don't fight it. You turn them, exactly. bro. Like that's yeah. why I don't understand what you 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 pointed out, Chris. They're singing with Seth. Yeah. Okay, bro. Yeah. If that continues, let it go. You need, yes, bro. You mm-hmm. need to turn it. But if if you keep fighting against it. We've got miscasting again. That's right. That's right. You know. And then, and again, it makes the person on the opposite end of the ring. That's the person who feels it the most. I mean, yeah. that, that's what it boils down to. There's yeah. nothing worse. The first off, in professional wrestling, in in entertainment in general, I think the second hardest thing you can be is a no context white meat baby face on a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. With the first hardest thing being a stand-up comedian, because if you go out there and bomb, you're on your own and you suck, and that's probably the the worst thing ever. But being a white meat baby face with no context on a wrestling show, like, come on, like, why should you, why should people cheer for you? You just come out there with no reason, no purpose. So if you actually get people to react to you and enjoy you and like you and want to sing your song and want to go boom and want you to like, to kick a dude in the face 17 different ways and then DDT him and Canadian destroyer him and then let him kick out it too. That's cool if they want to see it, but you got to, yes, you got to go with what the people want. Yeah. I, I mean, Sa- Sa- Savage is a perfect example. Can you yep. imagine if they would have kept Savage heel when my God, he was loved by everybody? Right. It's a perfect right. example, man. Right. So absolutely. <laughs> 